Welcome to the Words in Mind pandemic podcast, keeping you company while we are all stuck indoors. So welcome folks to the Words in Mind pandemic podcast. Um, I'm here today with Debbie. I met Debbie earlier this year. It feels like I've known her forever and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast because I think um, Debbie is a living, breathing example of how we can work creativity into our lives. Um, Debbie's somebody that practices creativity every single day, and she's brilliant at talking about it. So I asked her if she'd like to come on the podcast and share the work that she's doing. And um, I'm really pleased that she said yes. So um, Debbie, would you like to introduce yourself and share a little bit about you? Hi, my name's Debbie. And I am a creative lifestyle and mental health blogger, and I live in South Yorkshire. I blog about creative wellness and my journey. And I'm speaking up about my journey to mental wellness and what wellness looks like to me now. I am committed to recovery as it helped me change my life for the better. And it gave me a new purpose and hope for the future. Recovery has given me many fun, unique and exciting opportunities and as a result, I recognise the value of self-care and making time for me. I've rediscovered my creative side through learning to draw, creative writing and learning and painting in various mediums. My future dreams and aspirations is to share my journey with people and help others to recover through sharing experiences. That's great. Thank you. You said a lot there and we're going to dig into some of that. Really pleased to have you on um, because you've been such a wonderful friend during lockdown and you've also got so much to say about creativity. So we had a chat about some questions um, that, that I'd ask you. So I don't like to surprise, surprise you with spring questions, <laughs> <laughs> spring things on you. Um, so so what I wanted to ask you Debbie is have you always been a creative person were you like that as a child or did you discover creativity in later life well, the simple answer is yes I love it as a quiet child I love nothing better really than to sit and draw from an early age and I love watching Tony Hart on vision on and take heart um, my earliest memory at junior school I wrote my own fantasy stories and drew images for them too. These were based on maps of unusual worlds and using my imagination to go to beautiful places and faraway planets. It was sort of an escapism really. Um, I remember showing them to my teacher, Mrs Doyle, and she was really encouraging. And she made me feel good about my creative talent. I used to really secretly write them and take them to school. Um, and thinking back, she became my first ever mentor and she gave me positive feedback and believed in me when I didn't really believe in myself. <laughs> uh, I also learned to knit from being about eight years old and I st first started making clothes for my teddies and my dolls um, and then later started making them for myself as well. Uh, I found that knitting was very therapeutic and the feeling of making something to wear gave me a real buzz. Uh, I also like to knit baby clothes, um, which are really cute, and, and it was a pleasure to make them for friends at the time. However, at secondary school, I remember being set back by a teacher who criticised my work, and she told me that I'd never be any good at art, 
and it really affected my self-confidence. And I'd had a dream of going to art college, which I never ever mentioned to anyone. And through lack of self-belief and support, was never really able to follow it through. And I guess really I put my creativity on hold, fearing, fearing I'd never be good enough for too many years. Always putting the needs of others before my own, never feeling that I didn't have a right to a hobby or interest that was just for me, which looking back, I know it's now sad to, to, that I thought like that. Um, my creativity blossomed again when I had my daughter 20 years ago, because I can remember we spent many happy times together creating things. For example, I can remember collecting leaves in autumn and making pictures of them, um, doing face paintings, I must confess it was mainly butterflies because that was my favourite thing to do. Um, and if my friends came to play, we had face painting fun. And I can remember doing witches at Halloween as well. We had many happy times uh, where I encouraged her to draw and paint. And it was lovely to watch my daughter grow over the years. Um, but my only creative task really was taking photos as she was growing up, which I made into cards to send, uh, to, send to family and friends. And a positive of spending time together, being creative with my daughter as she grew up, meant that she's turned out to be very artistic. And, and I've always really encouraged her to follow a passion for design and technology. And she has become a fabulous artist even though she hasn't really got the confidence to show people what she's done. But I'm very proud of her and I'll always encourage her to follow her dreams. And then going through my divorce, this was a difficult time. And I guess my creativity was put on hold. Around this time, I started working for the NHS and became focused on my career and making a new life for myself and my daughter. Looking at today, I love drawing with pencils and pencil crayons and watching the way the colours blend together to create my pictures. Um, and I recently discovered watercolours and acrylic painting at Barnsley Art Class. Though I'm always willing to learn new techniques like pastels and ink. And it's thanks to Gary really at Barnsley Adult Skills College as attending, learning to draw and other creative classes has been a great way to learn. Because as a visual person, I've always loved photography and taking photos as well, because I believe it captures memories. And I found that by capturing nature and historical places when I go out for the day, that fills me with pleasure too. That's great. So, I mean, I meet a lot of people for whom they started off as a child and they were quite creative, but they either had a bad experience with a teacher. So I had an art teacher who used to have like a big eraser. And then when you were drawing in class, sometimes if she didn't like what you were drawing, she would just lean over your shoulder and rub a bit out and then you'd have to redraw it. And that was really demoralizing for me. And I do meet a lot of people who were quite artistic or creative when they were younger. But then as you grow older, either you get discouraged or, life is busy and you stop creating for a while. And I think you said a lot there about um, having a hobby and sometimes having your own children reawakens that in you. And you think actually, yeah, I really enjoy this. I enjoy doing it with my children. And I enjoyed it as a child. 
and I suppose whenever someone's stuck I always say what did you like doing as a kid because often that's that's where the answers are in terms of what you really enjoy so um yeah what a difference adults can make in children's lives and, and teachers can make in our lives as well yeah <laughs> yeah is it gary you said the teacher um barnsley yes um gary dutton he does the art classes um and it's mainly like around health and well-being classes that he started to do yeah and i can remember going to him when i was feeling at my worst but he was such a lovely person and easygoing and welcoming and he's always made you feel that everyone can have a go at art and i thoroughly enjoy his classes and i still go go along to them today even though we're doing them online it's absolutely brilliant that's brilliant so shout out to gary wherever you are um, I love to hear about positive teachers, especially um, teachers in adult education. I, I just think that's great. So, yeah, so you kind of, you were a creative person um, as a child. You've always had that inside you. And it sounds like that stayed perhaps dormant while you were working and, and getting through things like divorce and, you know, raising your daughter. Um, how did you discover creativity through your career? Because you said you were working in the NHS and that was another chapter in your journey. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, certainly. I started working for the NHS as an administrator in a childcare team. Um, and this was really exciting because it gave me the opportunity to create newsletters and posters and designing content for a website, which is something I've not done before. And this opened my eyes to a new interest in communication and helping others. And through my career, I went on to project to manage various websites such as Healthy Schools for Yorkshire and Humber, amongst many others really. Uh, my passion has always been sharing good news stories, creating newsletters, posters and designing the websites. I love writing the content and then showcasing at events and meetings. Um, and one of the strongest things that I've really enjoyed is when I was supporting health and wellbeing teams. And really, there's a long list of other exciting tasks I was involved in as well. But sadly, these came to an end after many organisational changes over the years. And with a combination of various life changes, I think I really lost my way. My old self had thought, when I retire, I'd like to take on a night class new hobbies within creative subjects. And I never thought that now is actually the best time for me to do that, to make me time a priority. And this is something that I've learned along my wellbeing journey. And I definitely think that pandemic is a time where people are starting to, you know, either people because they're furloughed or they're at home or work has become very difficult. People are starting to look at, well, maybe this, this can't wait until I retire. Maybe I need to do something for myself now. I think that that's a really yeah, good way of thinking about it. Now is the time. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a motto. We need to put that on a banner. <laughs> I love that. So I know that um, creative work and art forms part of how you maintain your mental and physical well-being. Like it's something that you do as a habit to keep yourself well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I first went to the Recovery College in Barnsley attending an art therapy course, which was run by a third party charity. Everyone were given an A5 like drawing book like you had at school. Um, and this was used in the class. 
and you were asked to choose pictures and patterns from the magazine to design a front cover. The first task that we did was you could choose your favourite colour and then you looked at stickers, pictures, stick-ons and you just created a, a picture with your favourite colour which was really good. I asked Debbie if she would share her Zen butterfly art exercise with us and perhaps talk us through how she goes about the exercise. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how the Zen butterfly works? Because um, I've seen your instructions and they're really great. And I think this is a wonderful exercise that maybe people could have a go at, at home. If you're listening along and thinking, oh, you know, I, I, I don't know where I'd start with this kind of thing. Would you like to talk us through the instructions? Yeah, of course, Heather. Um, so the, the actual project of um, a Zen butterfly, it's looking at drawing in a meditative way and it can help you focus on positive intentions. So one of the things that you do at the start is you think about looking back the previous year or the phase of your life and reflect on the following questions. What did not go well? What do you want to let go of? What went well and what you enjoyed? What do you want to take with you into the next phase, year of your life? What positive experience or qualities do you want to call in more of? And what are your positive intentions about the next year? So for me, some of the positive things to give ideas was like nature, bird watching, walking, photography, being creative, drawing, painting, writing, journaling, new friends, practicing wellness tools, more self-care, listening to relaxing CDs, and then some of the things that I wrote on my things I wanted to let go of was past experiences, worries, anxiety, fear, struggles, isolation, black hole, hurt, depression, toxic people, voices in my head, suicidal thoughts and feelings. So that gave a structure of some of the words that you come to use as part of the picture. So on the paper, the first thing to do is to damp it slightly with a sponge, with a wet sponge, and then get in your paints. You just put it on your brush and you splash it randomly um, all over the painting. And the best thing to do is to think of colours that are quite light and cheerful, like yellows or pinks or oranges and just create a, a massive splashy area for whatever colours or patterns that you like and then leave that to dry. And once the actual picture's dry, you draw an outline of a butterfly. And the butterfly itself is then, its body is split into different sections and each of the sections you're using a black pen to design different patterns which some of them can be seen on the instructions for ideas but making the zen pictures i felt helped to relieve stress 
feel calm and it's a, it's a real fun thing to do. The next stage of the picture is if you think about the butterfly is flying towards the sun. So it's drawing a simple sun image on the top of the page and then behind the butterfly it's the things that you're letting go so it's putting a white or a silver trail behind it and then to finish the picture up by the sun where the butterfly's heading you write all the positive words of all the things that you're wanting for the future and the things that you're wanting to do and the things that you're letting go you write on the trail behind the butterfly because it's things that you're aware of that's happened in your life, but you're letting go of those things. And that's really what the picture was aimed to do. And it's thanks uh, for the inspiration and Gary the art tutor who actually delivered the course because I absolutely love doing this as well as the other people that were on the course and I've got it prominently framed up in my kitchen so I can walk past this every day which has been a really good thing to do. And that's I suppose the other thing about making your own art is if you can have it around it kind of gives you moral support. I know we interviewed Halima a few episodes ago and when she writes or makes something she often has that up in her house and it forms a bit of a kind of a moral support for her. Um, and I've had the same with poems that I really love. I'll put them up and then I'll see them on, on the wall or on the fridge or whatever. So um, I would really encourage people who have a go with the butterfly, if you can, you know, put it somewhere where you can see it and, and it'll, it'll be a, a source of reflection. You know, it's not just about, often I meet people who make beautiful things and then they put them away in a drawer because they feel it's somehow a bit big-headed to have it out and about but I love the fact that you've framed your butterfly and you have it as a part of your everyday life what what a beautiful image to to be able to look at each day it is and it thanks to Gary for encouraging us to do that because he gave you the confidence to realize that you find your own unique way of doing it that everybody can have a go and you should be proud of whatever work you achieve and display it somewhere and enjoy it yeah, that's brilliant. And what I'm going to do is put some information in the show notes so that if you wanted to do um, this kind of exercise or if you wanted to kind of access the community that, Deb, that Debbie's building to see what other creative ideas you can learn from, um, we're going to talk about that kind of thing in a minute. So if you missed any of those instructions, don't worry. <laughs> There's lots of information that Debbie's got out there for creative kind of activities. And I will put the, the info in the show notes. So Debbie, I'm aware that you don't just kind of do your own creative thing by yourself. You're actually part of a, a community that you're building. Can you tell us why community is important to you and what kind of community you're building around your blog? At the back of my mind, a spark remained that one day I'd find a way to follow the right direction towards a goal, an idea of something that I enjoyed, but I had no idea what it was going to be. But when I discovered my passion for creativity, and slowly over time, the jigsaw pieces fell into place. 
And through meeting people who touch my life, new friendships, exploring me time, and following my mental health wellness journey, I came up with the idea of creating Creative Wellness Journey Online. Because the basic idea and designs, um, I started planning in March 2020 when lockdown first came, because this seemed like an ideal opportunity to launch it. And now six months later, I'm very proud of how the communities and groups have blossomed. The friends I've met, and the new connections and the fantastic work that's been created by others and shared in the group. And I feel blessed for the wonderful feedback of encouragement and support. My own personal creative skills have grown too. I'm a passion for learning and I've created various courses and training that support the groups and the blog. For example, I've done Meet Your Brain, which was a short introduction to neuroscience, which was really interesting. I've completed a mental health awareness certificate, an art therapy course, a suicide awareness training, and also the wellness recovery action plan skills sharing to be, with an aim to be a volunteer as a facilitator for the RAP at the Leeds Recovery College. So I, I just feel that it's, it's just exploded into lots of different areas and it's really exciting. And, and I know from experience that you're quite a skilled facilitator and you're wonderful at bringing people who are shy or nervous into a group um, and, and being able to provide them with inspiration and support. Because I think sometimes um, people sort of feel like you either have to do like clinical art therapy or you have to do support groups but actually we all bring lots of different skills to a community and we all support each other in in lots of different ways so that community around that blog sounds brilliant um can i just check as well you have a, a facebook community attached to the blog as well don't you is that correct that's right yes yeah. um as well as having the creative blog there's the Creative Wellness Journey Group, which is a private group on Facebook. And this is a roundup of resources such as positive statements, sharing creative projects, posts that are for fun and laughter, creative writing, favourite books, photographs, nature, tools and resources. And really it's a space for members to share their creative project with others. And it's a way of sharing, supporting and encouraging other people too. And I set this up as a private group because I wanted people to feel it was a safe environment to be, where they wouldn't feel they had to be judged and that everybody within the group um, agrees to treat everyone with respect and care. And then from there, I've created Debbie's Creative Corner. Um, and this is like a, a place to share free creative projects that anyone can do. Because my ethos really is that I always wanted things to be shared that were free, that weren't going to cost any money. Because I think it's fairer than that everybody can have a go. Um, and I was looking to share out that was accessible, that everyone could just have a go at and encourage them to do things. So there's, there's various different projects in there as well. Um, I've also set up Art Journaling for Beginners. Because I think Art Journaling is a visual diary and a great creative way to express your creativity within your own journal. And you can use art journals to record your thoughts and express emotions 
while exploring different artistic talents. If you enjoy writing and making art, you can start an art journal and having a creative response to everyday life um, is a great journey of self-discovery. Through creative play, having fun and learning which kind of artist style makes you relax and experiment. Now there are art journaling courses out there that are aimed over 30 days, but I thought to myself, well, maybe people don't feel like doing something every day for 30 days. So mine is really about doing your journal on the days that you want to be creative. And there's lots of ideas and shared in the group as well. And I've also got the Creative Mental Health Support Group. Now this is a public Facebook group and it's a space to share mental health awareness posts, information and support to raise awareness and end the stigma. Again, it's a roundup of resources, positive statements, mental health organisations, support networks, tools and resources, and that's just to mention a few because my main slogan would be, let's share the beauty of creativity. I love that. That definitely goes on a banner, like a huge colourful one. Say it again for me. Let's share the beauty of creativity. Let's share the beauty of creativity. That's lovely. That could be like a motto or a mantra for, for right now. Because I've definitely felt quite um, despondent recently. And this week there were there was some talk of whether or not we'd go into a big national lockdown again. I was quite anxious about that. And I'm also starting some therapy next week. So funnily enough, I did get my, um, I've got a little cheap sketchbook that I bought from the works and I got my um, felt pens and crayons out and I've decided I'm going to make time each week just to do a little bit of drawing and coloring because I don't really do it very often, but I think it will help me deal with the therapy going forward just to have a little bit of time. And like you say, to do it when you want to do it, do it when you feel inspired rather than, Oh, I've got to do something every single day because I've, it's a course I've got to show up. So I think that's brilliant. And what a lot you've got going on to say you're in lockdown. <laughs> I, know, I, can't, I can't believe where all my ideas come from. Um, and one thing I haven't really said is creativity is not just about painting and drawing. It can be anything from baking, it could be making music, it could be singing. There's lots of things out there that are classed as being creative. So I'd like to think that it's something that everybody could have a go at. And what a wonderful message, um, because I, I often find when people get a little taste of, of a creative hobby they enjoy, then they're off doing lots of things. So when I was a kid, I really loved drawing. And then when I got unwell, um, my mum taught me how to knit. So then it was knitting for a while. And then a friend taught me how to sew. So it's been sewing for a little while. And I think as soon as you have a good experience with one kind of creativity, that's when you discover other things that you love you know just like you would if you were reading a book you discover other books that you love I think you're so right about lots of different things being creative so I'm, I'm really glad that you've you've offered to come on and kind of talk to us about what you're doing because I think it's fantastic um, so just to recap we've got the public mental health support 
and creativity group we've got the um art journaling group is that on facebook as well the art <laughs> journaling yeah. um and then there's debbie's creative corner is there a facebook group associated with that yes there is yes, yes. um for kind of showcasing and sharing artwork and then you have a general creative wellness journey facebook group and that's a private group so people would be able to apply to join then if they wanted to do that yes good just make sure i've got it all right in my head and we'll put all <laughs> the information in the show notes because it's too much just to remember as you listen um so obviously with lockdown things are quite uncertain but what are you looking forward to in the future what what does the future hold for debbie do you think well, I think lockdown gave me an opportunity to reflect on my life, the way that I live and my priorities and perceptions. And I don't want to go back to life exactly the same as it was before. Because the best thing in life are free. It's friends, family, health, and appreciate how much they mean to you. Working from home has improved because there's less travel, more time, flexible hours, and I really hated the rat race. Looking at self-soothing, how to look after yourself and finding my own truth. And what surprised me over time was using Zoom as communication. And this is a brilliant way to make new friends, engage volunteering, follow new hobbies or learn new skills. And one thing that I realise is that difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations and it's important to keep moving forward. So finding new hobbies and topics of interest that expand your brain, provide wonderful ideas for creative experiences. And it's about using everything that I've learned throughout my life and sharing it with others, because if it just helps one person, then that makes me feel blessed. Absolutely. And I think from, I mean, you know, I met you in sort of January, February time, just as the pandemic was kind of coming into play. Um, and, and you have been such an encouraging, uplifting, creative cheerleader um, for me. And I would encourage people, um, if you're feeling a bit lonely or lost for something to do, um, check out these Facebook groups and, you know, get in touch with Debbie because she's got some wonderful, wonderful ideas. And um, yeah, the Recovery College Network across West Yorkshire is fabulous and, and well worth checking out. And they do free courses for adults who are having experiences of mental ill health, don't have to be ones your GP is diagnosed. So um, big up Gary at Barnsley. <laughs> um, there are also Recovery Colleges in Leeds and in Kirklees as well. So I'll put some information about that. Thank you so much for coming to speak to us today, Debbie. It's been really good to hear about the work that you're doing. Are you doing any fun, creative things today? Well, I have planned to go on some trips to some castles next week. So I'm looking to take some photographs to give me some inspiration for some new designs. So watch this space. Fabulous. I'll have to check them out. Check out your photos on your groups. I bought some beautiful pink corduroy fabric and I'm going to make a pinafore out of it, which is probably the sort of thing I would have worn when I was seven years old. But it's going to make me feel happy. So, you know, that's what creativity is all about, isn't it? Making Absolutely. feel happy. Well, it's been lovely to um, catch up. If people want to get in touch with you, then is the best way over your Facebook community groups? Yes, definitely. 
brilliant or over the blog can they contact you at the blog as well yes they can yes brilliant i'll put all that information in and thank you so much for coming to speak to us it's it's been an absolute pleasure thank you oh thank you for inviting me i've really enjoyed it (laughs) you're so welcome well thanks for listening along and check out the show notes for all those links and information and um yeah i've got some more episodes planned over the autumn time but no firm ideas on what they are yet so watch this space thanks a lot everybody thank you for tuning in for words in mind kirkley's pandemic podcast update if you would like to get in touch with us you can check out our facebook page and we are at kirkley's words in mind bibliotherapy Thanks a lot.